Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leoskos. Come on in. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. Or if this is your first time, welcome to, for the very first time, from the outside looking in. Um, This is a show about uh, geek culture from a non geek perspective or non geek culture from a geeky perspective. Uh, Either way, Pat and I, we like comic books, we like movies, we like superheroes, all sorts of shit. Um, My name is Andy Liascos. With me, as always, the abbot to my Costello, Mister Patrick Banis, in the house. Yeah, I mean, in the I'm in your house. You again. are, yeah, in studio. I love when we do in studio. So uh, I live in in the Philadelphia area. Patrick is from around here, but now currently lives in the Pittsburgh area, or actually not even Pittsburgh area. You live in I'm Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh, yeah, Pittsburgh proper. Yeah. So we sometimes do a remote podcast, but this is a in studio drinking beer together, watching right. football, and talking about stupid That's stuff. Right. Because we like music and stuff, mm. I was in town this weekend to see a concert uh, at the Ardmore Music Hall. Yep. Formerly Brownie, the historic Brownies 23 East. <laughs> uh, seeing one of my favorite anti, my, my favorite Afrobeat bands, Anti Ballas. Okay. Uh, Saturday night. Great show, as usual. Now, is that like Anti as in A N T I? Or yes. is like. Okay. Anti ballast. I thought maybe they had like an anti. For some odd reason, it means anti bullets in a language. Oh, okay. I don't know what language, right, but I know what cool. it means. Very cool. So it's it's all about peace, and that's awesome. And it's all about music and love, and all that and funk. Yeah. And uh, you know, driving a driving baseline. Right. Right. So, and that was one thing I actually from last night that I did mention. The guitars were so on point last night. Yeah? It drove everything that they were doing. Nice. Like, they sounded good. You would have appreciated it. Nice. Yeah, I wish I could have went. I um, I was lazy. Yeah. I, I, if I had a better excuse, I would, I would, I would throw it out there right nice. now. But I was just like, man, I'm going to eat Chinese food and That's like a cold weather Black thing Mirror. to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, Ooh, for sure. We'll get to Black Mirror later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so usually I'm behind enemy lines on the other side of the state. Dude, not just watch Black Mirror, but watch Black Mirror in 4K. Stunning 4K. Yeah, that should happen. So, uh, yeah, before we get too far off, we want to... Um, so this is episode 15, or as we call it, 15.1. Uh, we are finally embracing uh, the world of iTunes and uh, hopefully getting uh, some, some more people involved in the podcast and and uh, getting you know some more feedback. We, we've loved uh, you know all 15 of you that have been with us right. from, from the beginning. That's right, right. From the diehards. Yeah, Lou. Whoever you are. At, yeah, sweet Lou. We're <laughs> sweet Lou. We look at your general Shots direction. Shots to Lou. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> as in every episode but if you're on itunes and you found us this is your first episode hopefully you, you make it through more than this uh first four minutes here right yeah um and and uh you know so we're, we're pretty excited to be going in that direction um if you have been a long time listener to the show uh that means we will no longer 
be doing music blocks. Oh, the music the blocks. The music blocks are gone. All right, but hey, man, if you if you guys are ever looking for new music, right, like as, as Pat and I go to shows and stuff, we'll talk about that. Or if, as new albums come out, we'll talk about that and maybe do reviews and things like that. But if you're ever looking like, hey, man, I, I want something to listen to. I, I want some sort of, you know, can you guys throw me some British punk or something like that? You know, hit us up on Facebook, man. Right on. If you're ever looking for something to listen to, something to read, you know, and you want to know for some reason what we're listening to or reading, if that has any bearing yeah. on your life, you know, hit us up on Facebook and we're happy. If you're yeah. interested in old soul and funk. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know. Or like, you know, 69 to 70 British punk, we've got you covered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you like two genres of music, we're in. Yeah, right, right. All the other ones, not so much. Not so much. Not so much. Shoegazing, we got you on shoegazing. All right, all right. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So yeah, so this is going to be, it's, it's the tighter format. We had to lay to rest the music block, which makes me sad, but yeah, iTunes and your crazy copyright laws, and we're not making any money here. So. No, no, we're not at all. We did, yeah, we we would do this. This is purely out of love. This is yeah. purely just, just we get together, we talk about stuff, and maybe we have a couple of laughs. And if if people laugh along with us, that would be really cool. Uh, if or if you know you're just yep. annoyed, you know then. Hey, thanks for sticking, making yeah. your way through. Like, if you're listening to this right now, and you're like, I wish these guys would fucking shut up, but you keep listening. I wish you'd tell some person. jokes. You're, Where's the jokes? You're my favorite person. I wish you guys world. would tell some jokes or something. Yeah. So, not. yeah, that's the new format. Yeah. And uh, we're coming. And you know, we just we just came out of the holidays, and we've got this beautiful Christmas tree in front of us here yes, in yes. the studio. It is still here. It's it's white. I don't. It's one of the five Christmas trees in my house. All right. Yeah. Nice. The real one has already gone. Oh, you had a real one this year? Yeah, All right, yeah, right on. We do one now every year, but it... it what do the real ones cost? I always forget because I only I don't remember what a real tree costs. It's like 50, 60 bucks, somewhere in that 50 job. to 60 bucks. 50 to 60 bucks, yeah. All right, all right. And you got somebody else cuts it. That's all labor cost. Yeah, right. You No, I went to a place this year. So the year before, I went to um, Strasburg, you know, the railroad... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So we did that. You take the train out. It's a nice little day, you know, yep. for the kids and everything. And but they had pre-cut trees, but the bottoms are cut. It's in there and they're drilled and it's good to go. They're, oh, they're fresh cut, but they're pre-cut. And I, I, I don't remember what tree I got last year, but it lasted forever. Right. Uh, this one, uh, I went to a tree farm. I mean, it was still real nice. Uh, we couldn't make it to Strasburg on the one day they were running the Christmas tree trains. Right. Right. So we went to this tree farm. We got a tree. Still, you know, nice time. Hung up by the bonfire. Had some hot chocolate. Cool. That kind of stuff, you know. Nice. Um, but that tree dried out. Even though we were watering it every day, I mean, that dried out in like two to three weeks. Yeah, you know what? I, I was at the. I was at the. I made a quick stop at the grandparents' uh, on the way over here, and uh, my aunt was talking about how their their trees were like their Christmas. She still has it up, and it's really dry. Right. And I don't do I don't do a real tree because I really don't do trees. Yeah. I have a three foot Christmas tree that has been like that's 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 been with me for a long time because usually I just don't have. I live in vertically challenged apartments. This is what happens for some odd reason when you're six foot one. You decide to live in vertically challenged <laughs> yeah, right, apartments. Right, right. Like I must have low self esteem. Like I want to feel really tall. So if I get a place that has like an eight foot ceiling, I'm gonna feel like incredibly tall. Right. And that's gonna be good for or me. Or you have but, low self esteem, so you want to live in really small apartments, so you're hunched. 
the entire time. Yeah. Like, like, so, like, not only is life beating you down, but your own fucking Yeah, the home. weight of my apartment. <laughs> the weight. The weight of living. <laughs> there's, there's no reprieve. Yeah. Like, life beats you down, and then you go home, and it's just like, I can't even stand up I can't straight. Even, this is how bad it is. <laughs> yeah. Life is so tough. America, it's so tough. I got to pull myself up on my bootstraps oh, in a higher-ceilinged apartment of some sort. Yeah. So, I've had this three-foot tree, and that's usually been good for me. Um, but now, like... You know, with the relocation into a higher ceiling venue, there's going to be more. There's going to be bigger, <laughs> regular trees now. Right. So I ha- I have the <laughs> I don't know why how we got out of this. Yeah. But I have the full size tree down here, and then I had a, a real tree upstairs too. It's the holiday review. Y- yeah. Recapping the holidays right. with this tree that's magically still here. And then the other trees were you know little three foot trees that the girls have. They both nice. have to have their own Christmas. Well, tree they you know shit. it's a good art. It's a good arts and crafts outlet for the girls. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and why not? Yeah, if you have kids and you're into that, them. right? Do it. Did you get anything uh, good for the holidays? You tracking anything uh, down? I. What did I track down? I did track something down just before the holidays. Um, was it two things? First thing. And I don't remember what number this is. The uh, I tracked down a, a Hulk, an auction for whatever Hulk comic it was. It was like the 20th anniversary. It was an anniversary. It was a Hulk anniversary issue. But it was the one where they have him and Rocket Raccoon on the cover. So it's the first oh, comic okay. book appearance yeah. of Rocket Raccoon. Sure, nice. Who apparently made his like first appearance in like a Marvel magazine. Okay. Because in the 70s and 80s, they had all these weird magazines out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, There's a lot of characters that made first appearances like that. Like Star-Lord, Swamp stuff like that. Yeah. Conan, Man-Thing, Swamp right. Thing. They all so, appeared in like weird This is like Savage the first Tales issue. I tracked, down, I tracked down a slabbed White Pages 9.0 Hulk with Rocket Raccoon right nice. before the holidays. And I got, a, I, got a, I got it for a really good price. So that was ha- I was good with that. The other one, very happy. I waited and I was patient. And I and it came back to me. Uh, what was it? Marvel feature number one. Okay. First appearance of the Defenders. Oh, okay, nice. Uh, nice. I got that slabbed, seven point five, restored. Okay. So for all you people that don't know what that means, I said a lot of words you probably won't even understand. Um, much like much like baseball cards. Uh, we got to a point in our lives where we could we could put, encase everything in hard plastic for perpetuity, right? And it would live on forever. Yes. And it would also preserve the condition of it. And you and you could have these nerds who like baseball cards and stuff so much that they would tell you they would grade the uh, how beautiful a, a baseball card was on a scale of one to ten. Right. Right. And so they did. Finally, they got around to doing the same thing for comic books, and it's this big market where they can do that. So comics have a scale of one to ten. 10 being almost impossible there are very few what we would consider a gem mint 10 um comic book yeah no, mint I, condition right um comic book. most stu- most things that are like new and on the shelf in a comic book store are not tens nine eight nine eight yeah and 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 when some of our comic books and we've had this we've had this for those of you who are not for those of you in the iTunes world, right, and this is your first exposure to from the outside looking in, <laughs> yeah. we've lamented on how comic book stores poorly treat their comic books. Oh, it's such! A, I have to look over everything and be and like, you ha- yeah, yeah. So you have to you have to hope that your comic book distributor buys a dozen of every comic because if you're lucky, you get one that's not totally tore up by the bad shelving units that they use. I yeah. don't know, but anyway, right. Um, they usually don't have them in great shape, but. I got this one. I picked it up. Somebody somebody had auctioned it. Nobody wanted it. 
And then they re-auctioned it again, and I got a pretty good deal on it, all things considered. Nice. And the restoration is it, the restoration means that somebody has tried to fix it or touch it up at some point. Right. Um, so one of my favorite. That could be, uh, and again, just in case people aren't as nerdy as we are, no. that could be like actually like taking a razor to the edges, right? Yeah. And so one of the weirdest things that people do apparently is cut the edges off of comic books to yeah. make them like appear pristine again. Right. But it's easily identifiable. Right. As your comic book is literally shrinking. You literally took it through like a paper cutter and cut an entire edge off. Right. So but I don't do that for a lot of like really old comic books. Yeah. From the 30s yeah. And the some, 40s. I have seen right. stuff like that, but yeah, it's like weird. I don't. And, and, and some like older comics are, are bigger, like older comics from like the thirties and forties oh, yeah, were yeah, almost yeah. like, ages they were me, They were, they were like almost magazine format. Yeah. Like they right. were wide. Um, so this one had a little bit of color touch on the cover, which means that somebody just tried to, somebody tried to color, recolor a part of the cover mm. that is almost imperceptible to the human eye. Right. Like you can't see it. So I got a great deal on that. So those are two things I, I got over the holidays. Everything else, I mean, so here's what else I got over the holidays. I bought a house. Oh yeah, you did. You made that happen. One of the craziest Welcome to home on this Yeah, show. one of the dumbest things you can do as a human being is buy a house, but I went and did it because I got tired of paying rent. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it's one of the dumbest things yeah. that you could do. Like I think it's one of the smartest things you do, right? Because like there's only a finite amount of land in the world, right? right? And right. Or, or, or owning a a, a, a small part small partition of it is always somewhat of a good investment, right? You know. Right. So I Got tired of... Welcome to From the Outside Looking In, where we talk about finance. And we talk about ho- Welcome to this old house <laughs> yeah, right. of comic books. It's mm. it's an old house that's full of comic books. Oh, which would be great. Yeah, so I, it would be really glorious. Yeah, be really- um, but I did buy a house, and um, it's this old... It's like a 80, 90-year-old uh, row home yep. in the greater Pittsburgh area. Sure. North side, I'm making a weird gang sign. It doesn't make sense. Doesn't make an, it's, it's like a, yeah, it's, it's almost like an H. Yeah, it's, I don't yeah. know. Because right. I'm white and I don't know how to do any of this stuff. I'm not, I've never been in a gang. I grew up in suburbia. I wouldn't know anything about it. Are you saying that only non-white people can't be in gangs? Actually, that's really. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to From the Outside Looking In, where we know. We just made, we, we just made incredibly. support Donald Trump. We just made incredibly, yeah. <laughs> we just made incredibly insensitive comments by not recognizing that one of the biggest gangs in the world is the KKK. Yeah, for sure. Duh. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I bought a house, and that was my expenditure, and so Christmas was very, like, I got some sweaters. Yeah, right, right, right. And I got, um, I got a new box grater. This okay. is what happens when you reach this age. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. buying a box grater. Yeah, shit gets boring real It gets quick. real boring. Yeah. Um, and what else did I get? Your prostate gets inflamed. Yeah. Shit gets boring. Super beta prostate. I got <laughs> some super beta prostate. Racist. <laughs> yeah, no, I got, I, it was really like I got some clothes and I got like a box grater and I got that. I can't remember. I probably got something else cool like a Google Home. I don't know. I don't right. know. We, nothing really good came out of it. But I did track down a few comics. Nice. That, that I was looking for. What about you? Did you get any? Oh, I wait. Had, I, I did. I, get to, I got some cool stuff. I'll save the coolest thing I got kind of. For, for the end, but I got some records that um, from Spiritualize, which is my favorite band, oh, cool. right? I got a couple of those, like on uh, 180 gram, like colored vinyl, right? So, oh, you beautiful, know, like, cool stuff to have. Uh, I got a new pedal for my pedal board since I play guitar, right? 
Got this real, real weird kind of like um, your nineteenth pedal. Yeah, right, right. I have too many. Right. Yeah. Um, so on the internet, there are pictures of this in, this gigantic slab of wood that has like every one of ni- Andy's nineteen guitar pedals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand any of it, but I have seen concert footage where people step on stuff and then makes great wah wah sounds. Yeah, yeah, it does. Look but a he's lot got also. nineteen of them, so I don't know what they all do. Oh, they all do different yeah. things, man. He, this know, is my Frampton pedal. Yeah, yeah, all different tools for different <laughs> jobs, right? You know what I mean? Um, I got a really cool collection of uh, of Hellblazer. Right, like Constantine uh, stuff. Um, oh, okay, cool. I thought you uh, had most of that. Uh, so uh, Cassie got me. Um, I, I do have most of it. She got me one of the trade paperbacks. Oh, cool. Right. Uh, it's mostly it, not mostly. It's all Jamie Delano stuff. So Jamie Delano is like the first author or first writer of the Hellblazer series. Okay. Right? He does really great stuff. I, I would say he's one of my three favorite uh, Hellblazer authors. Right. Like I really like Warren Ellis a lot. But everybody likes really everybody really likes Warren Ellis. Yeah, Garth Ennis is also up there. Mike Carey's probably also up there. Ellison, and, Ellison, uh, uh, and Ken, uh, what is it? Warren Ellison and Garth Ennis. Garth Ennis. Yeah. Um, man, they do. They have done some great stuff. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. F- fantastic authors. Yeah. Fantastic prose. Um, yeah, two of my favorite authors for sure. And as I said, Constant, John Constantine, Hellblazer, my favorite comic book series. I got, uh, so Cassie got me um, a pretty nice copy of Swamp Thing number 37, uh, Swaga, Saga of the Swamp Thing number 37 nice. by Alan Moore. And that is the first appearance of John The Holy Grail of John Constantine. Yeah, yeah, if you're into yeah. that sort of thing. Yes, exactly. Nice, nice. So I think my, I think my next, uh, my next, um, my next hunt will be, uh, Maybe the first appearance of um, Papa Midnight, right? Right, which I, I think would be cool. I, um, if I if I don't already have it, I don't think I do. Um, and then uh, Preacher stuff. I'm gonna so nice. I have I have all the trade paperbacks of Preacher. Yeah. Um, but I want to get into the individual. I have I have issue one. Okay. Uh, I may either either Preacher one or Sandman one. I have two mm. copies of. Nice. Slabbed. Nice. One of them's a 9.8, so it's like pristine. I forget yeah. which one it is. It's probably Sandman because because that's you know, Neil Gaiman, so of course. Yeah, right, right. Um, but I do have a I do have a nice a nice preacher too. Nice. So yeah, the Holy Grail captured. Yeah, the Holy nice. Grail is captured, right? I saw one of so, those over the holidays. Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was in an, in a bidding war for that, and I just I I get to a, I don't know where to stop, so I just stop. And then I don't get it. And then I look back with regret. Yeah, right, right. Like, right. oh, man, I really should have bought that. But. Oasis has a song like that. Like, don't look back in anger, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. So. so that's what's been going on. The holidays have that's been... That's the holiday. That's, you know, the holiday season. I think, you know, um, it was brutally cold here on the East Coast. The Midwest as well. Like, you know, because yep. my family's from Chicago. Yep. Uh, it was absolutely bitter fucking bone chilling yep. cold single digits yeah yeah i mean just, terrible yeah right so i mean it, so hopefully uh we'll be out of that pretty soon it's still january yep. right so i mean but hopefully by mid-february or something like but that's how you know there's no global warming oh yeah yeah <laughs> where's all those global warming people oh my god what a fucking embarrassment yeah yeah yep. is so so yeah i mean the holidays is like and, and this is the thing people don't get like yeah, don't get clothes. Don't. I mean, utilitarian stuff is really cool, but I feel like you've got to get, you've got to, you've got to get some kitsch in your like Christmas. So yeah, yeah. my partner, uh, Eve, I got her a, I got her a bunch of kitschy stuff, which was great. I got her a, uh, I got her a T-shirt 
uh, a white T-shirt. Yeah, I like with that you called her your part. Your, my you're, partner. You're, you're so fucking woke. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag woke. Hashtag fucking woke. This, this is my partner. This is my <laughs> partner. Well, not only did I buy a house over the over the the holidays, we uh, we uh, codified our domestic partnership. Wow, I don't know what that means. That's a really big fucking word. So right? it means that we we essentially told someone, whether it's either either my health insurance company or the state, right, that we are domestic partners. Huh, interesting. And so she is now on my health care. Oh, okay. That's basically That's awesome. you know. Yeah. But we've been together for like seven years now, so uh, we're not into we're not into the pomp and circumstance of marriage. It's not our thing. Right, right. Everybody to each their own. You get married, cool. You do you. But what, what about like a Vegas thing? Like that could be fucking fun. Right? It would be a fun thing if either of us cared about going to Vegas. Have you been? I haven't. She just went. I love um, Vegas. She went for a conference, uh, a work thing, and uh, I think the highlight of it was like people, they went to like a marijuana dispensary just to check out a dispensary. Sure. So that was like the highlight. It was basically just sitting on a hotel roof by the pool all day. Right, which is not a bad thing. Not but a bad like, thing. I mean, I also like, I like gambling. I want to go, yeah, I want to go to see, to do some gambling. I like drinking, right? Yep. And when I like you're gambling, drink you drink for free. Yeah. Yep. Right? I like uh, I like Vegas like you know like old Vegas you yeah know what I mean like that was cool I like tiki bars I went to Frank's tiki bar right which is amazing um, no we, I uh, unfortunately dope. all of my guy friends the majority of my real close guy friends you included are all married with children I'll go so to Vegas makes... for a weekend oh yeah all right like, one of my dreams has always been to go to a UFC fight in Vegas like I think that'd be fucking amazing like so, oh yeah. well this changes everything <laughs> yes I, and the great thing is this is being recorded so yeah. I have this this is being documented Cassie's 100% perfect okay with me all right going to see a fight perfect for, all right all right, all right. All right. <laughs> for all right. sure but get into get into some kitschy stuff. So I got I got my partner a white tee with the Jeff Goldblum scene from The Fly, where it's the very famous Jeff Goldblum scene. If you like Jeff Jeff Goldblum, yeah, where he's doesn't. sitting there with the shirt open and his chest is all hanging uh, out. Yeah, 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 classic yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Um, so I got her one. I got her a, a t-shirt of that. We have like a Jeff Gold. She has a Jeff Goldblum thing. Okay. And I try to encourage that by getting her Jeff Goldblum stuff. That's Last, awesome. Two years ago, it was a Jeff Goldblum coffee mug. Okay, nice. This year, it was it's the T-shirt. The T-shirt, right. And then I got her a recordable, one of those keychains that you can record stuff on. Yeah. Because you always have this long-running joke where I'll say something's ludicrous, and then she'll go, no, this is ludicrous. And then we, we just basically go Play through like ludicrous song. any yeah. ludicrous song we can think of. <laughs> yeah, right, and she's right. been tell, she has been laying not even remotely subtle hints that <laughs> this is what she wanted, something that she could then just play. Ludicrous. A ludicrous right. bit. Yeah. So, of course, I got her this keychain, and the only reason it didn't come pre-loaded with ludicrous was that the company that sent it to me gift-wrapped it for me. Oh, okay. I didn't even know it until I got it. It was already gift-wrapped, and I was like, well, I can't touch this, so... Right. I well, loved it. Theoretically, you could have. But yeah, that's the kind of kitschy <laughs> like people do kitschy stuff for for Christmas. Don't get like ties, and don't get like household appliances. Get fun kitschy stuff. Have for sure. have freaking hobbies where you get cool stuff. Right. Like like 180 gram vinyl where it's like red vinyl. Yeah. Or get that graphic novel you've always been looking yeah, for. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, it, it doesn't have to be like. I always thought it was odd, like, and and maybe I, I don't know, like maybe it's just I, I've never been into like people that give each other like 
exorbitant jewelry or things like or that. Or a car. Yeah, right, or a car. Like, uh, corporate I mean, America if you, is, have an, if you have enough money for that, that's cool. Yeah, like, corporate America is totally like I'm you not going to You can always put a BMW bow on a car, Christmas and apparently or. that's something that everyone does, even though I've never known anyone who's ever gotten a car for Christmas. No, not a single person. But apparently, I, I blame I blame Mad Men. I, I just assume it's their fault. Yeah. So. True. But people. Like with a lot of things. Yeah. Get kitschy stuff for Christmas. Do it up. Have have funny interests. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking of funny interests, we should do some news of the weird. Yeah, Pat. What's going on in the world today? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I can't get into all the things that are going into the world today. No. But uh, in... Brussels. In some, in some news, uh, as humanity is pushing itself closer to its own demise... Uh, Robotics design company Boston by Dynamics. Dynamics. Sure. Yeah. um, Continues to create the uprising of robots. Oh yeah. Dude, have you guys not seen Terminator? Do you not know how this ends? And I, I am familiar with it. This is one of those weird things where I'm familiar with uh, one of the one of the stories or topics that you bring up in in the news. (laughs) But I am familiar with Boston Dynamics and what they do as a robotic company. And are, are we talking about the obstacle course robot that does a goddamn backflip? Yes! <laughs> we are totally talking about this. They've created a robot that is now doing backflips and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. These things can jump. They can do backflips. Like, if you if you give them a task, like, carry this box, and then you knock the box out of their hands, they realize yeah. they dropped it, and so they pick it. It's, it's fucking... Look, if there's anything I've learned from the Sci-Fi Channel... It's that the military is going to co-opt this technology, and they're going to create robots of destruction that are going to enslave the human race. Absolutely. And we're going to have to create an uprising. Why do you guys not know this now? Right. Hello. I mean, I've seen so many documentaries on this. Terminator. (laughs) Terminator 2. Terminator 3. Right? Terminator, it's a chick this time. Yeah. Right? I've seen all these documentaries on this. Robocop. Terminator the babies. Yeah, right. Sooner or later. Right, right. It's like, look who's talking. But with Terminators, it's funny. Exactly. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger and Roseanne Barrs. Somewhere, there's Steve Gutenberg trying to swaddle mm, a baby robot. I love Steve Gutenberg. So apparently, uh, Boston Dyma- Dynamics has put out this video of this robot doing bat flips yeah. off of, like, a box. Yep. And, like... We should know better people, all right? So that's all I gotta say about that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. As we as we create our own demise, this is what happens. Record this, you know, like take record of us saying that. Yeah, like, yeah. The Make a note, people. Fifteen years. Yeah, in fifteen years from now, when these robots have guns yeah. and they've recognized that human beings are the enemy and we're all dead, you're gonna remember this. There was a great episode this season of Black Mirror about that. Mm. Kind of, sort of like that, where it was the it was it, it was. Is actually, this the this is the second season? This is the new season. I think this is the fourth season. Oh, I'm sorry, the fourth season. Yes. Is it four seasons? I, oh, yeah, right. I just watch them in a row, and I they all blend together, and I don't pay attention to seasonal breaks. Sure. Thanks Netflix for not telling me how many seasons it is. You just put episode after episode after episode. Yeah, right, right, right. Now and I the, look stupid. The the new season the new season's been really really good. I've only seen the first episode. With the like fake Star Trek type thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that um, was good. Mm-hmm. So like interesting yeah. enough. And oh, and Fat Damon. Yeah. yeah. Starring Fat Damon. Yeah, it, that wasn't him though, right? No, it wasn't, was it? No, no. But it, it we just had looks to, like we it. had to look that up, right? Like, no. is, is this Matt Damon, <laughs> right? Because and it's not. Uh, but yeah, there's one episode. Um, 
it feels very it's it's all black and white the cinematography is great some of the special effects are a little lackluster at some points but it's 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 pretty good um and um but the whole thing is it's it's very zombie apocalypse oh cool but with machinery as replacing the aspect okay. of zombies right well, let me rephrase that i have seen two episodes i've seen i've seen that that first one and i saw the second one which is the little chip implant that um which one is that or did or, did, or am i watching them in a row i might not be watching them in a row so right. it was There's the, chip the matt damon and then the chip impl- implant that did what what did the chip implant uh do? it was uh it was like censoring Stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, one. Yeah. That so, anyways, great. so that these are. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if we. I, should, I don't know if we. Like, maybe this is for another segment. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's a different right. segment. But still, um, yeah, we will. We will talk about. Uh, let's. By the next time we record, let's finish this season of Black Mirror Done. and then review the entire season of I'm Black in. Mirror. All right, I'm cool. in. Um, so, in other news, those pesky Russians. Oh yeah, doing yeah. pesky Russian stuff again. Putin. Yes, <laughs> Vladimir. Da da. Vladimir. Oh, actually, this is gonna be funny. It actually was a Vladimir. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, I don't know. If, I, I'm assuming they're just Russian comedians. Uh, Vladimir Kuznetsov. Okay. And uh, Alexei Stolyalov uh, did some YouTube pranking. And they actually called the governor of Guam. I've heard about and this. And duped yeah. him into uh, believing they were from Ukraine. Because, you know, Ukraine and Guam, great relations. Yeah, no, for sure. hundred, They're like this. Yeah. My fingers are crossed in case you... Yeah. So, you know, it, 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 all, start, it, it all starts with a pesky email. Yeah. It was Russians in their emails. Uh, and they, they posed themselves as being emissaries from the, the Ukrainian prime minister. Uh, and then gave some information that led to a phone call with the governor of Guam. Okay. Um, I, I'm not sure. I don't know if I want to know what happened. I don't know if there's anything that good that came out of this phone call. Uh, but they trolled him, basically, is they what They basically yeah, trolled him. Right. Uh, the pranks, uh, the, these radio pranksters, these comedian pranksters, told uh, the, the, the governor of Guam um, that uh, some missiles that they had sold to North Korea were defective and promised them that these could not reach Guam. Because that's the thing now, is North Korea can reach everyone with missiles. I don't believe ah, that's that. That's amazing. Right, right. But they wanted to assure Guam they would be spared. Because, you know, Guam is a target. <laughs> right, right, right. If anybody's going to go first in that in that North Korean nuclear world war, it's going to be Guam. Could be Guam or the first Philippines. they came for Guam, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Then they came for whatever was close enough for them to hit with a missile that they could launch from a rocket launcher. Yeah, I don't right, know, right. So lots of weird stuff, but those pesky Russians. At least they're just doing some prankster stuff. Yeah, I, I like that they're um, you know just sort of like teenage kids now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank. Well, thank. I was gonna say thank goodness, but they could also be Russian. Russian teenager hackers. You never. Yeah, know. you never know. I don't know how old these hackers are. No, for sure. They could be a four hundred pound guy sitting on their bed. No, that's just what that's somebody else. Either way, we're on. fucked. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's. It is weird. We're we're ruining ourselves with pranks and robots. Well, I mean, that is. I mean, we, we we you know again if for for our international listeners, we are in the United States, and uh, I mean our Duh. our entire. Presidency is is a, is a prank, and it, it, it is like, when is when is um, 
I'm waiting for like Ashton Kutcher to yeah, that's like, what I'm saying yeah, yeah what's, right, like, what's Kutcher pumped? gonna be like yo <laughs> y'all got pumped yeah. oh! oh shit oh shit son President Trump drops drops the mic. We're all punked. We laugh yeah. it off. Right, and then you just go about your day, right? Yeah. Except then, for Mike Pence, he's like, "Wait, I'm not. I'm not." Wait, really what? Mike. No. Yeah. No. Right. Mom, mother, mother. <laughs> I'm not. I'm actually the vice president. Oh uh, shit! The Steelers about to score Oh, here. sorry, sorry. Oh, one of the other things that we should probably get to before we segue into the next segment. Yes. Is, um, we like to drink on this show. Yes. And we do. beer is one of our things. It's a geeky thing to us. I don't know why we say it's geeky, but. It's delicious, and it's it's uh, it's one of our one of our favorite things to do. Um, so we are drinking from uh, this twelve pack of you you, you what, how would you pronounce that? You 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 I don't know. Winta? Yeah, you. U i n t a. Yeah. Pronounce it however you want, people. Yunta. 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 It's like that fish song from back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is from Salt Lake City, Utah, and I got a 12 of these uh, a couple of days ago when I got into town. Driving across the state in the dark, in the rain, is just one of the most anxiety-inducing, terrifying things to me. So when I got to my destination, which was some, some of my old coworkers, I was like, we got to do some drinking. Yeah, for sure. I was like, I need a drink. So we went out and got a 12-pack of this, and this is the Hop Nosh and the Hop Nosh Tangerine, right. both IPAs. Yep. From Salt Lake. Um, very hoppy, somewhat malty, uh, medium body and color. At least that's what it says in the can. And from the can, it says, goes well with anywhere. I don't know what that means, right? but I like it. But I feel like that's true. Yeah. 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 So not bad. Um, not great. Not the best IPA I've ever had. Um, but, you know, decent enough. I, uh, I have the regular, the non-tangerine. So I really don't know what the tangerine is bringing to the party, if anything, right? Little something. Okay, little something. All right, but yeah, no, it's it's, it's you know, it's your standard. Uh, it's pretty good. It's it's an American IPA, right? Seven three though. That is a pretty solid yeah, it's, IPA. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's in there with the uh, you know the two hearteds and things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So delicious. You'll find that we'll be we'll be drinking, and if you're lucky, and the show goes long enough, somebody, probably me, <laughs> will get a little tipsy. Right. Well, whatever. What are you gonna do? Yeah, because so, I like to limit myself to like one, maybe two beers. Yeah, and like, I knows, I don't know where to stop. Who knows what happens yeah. with you? And I've got to drive across. I've got to drive across the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah, in a minute, no, for so sure. You're I'm fucked. gonna be like, I'm, I got to get going here. Right, I got to right. I got to crank this up. I'm dialing it up to eleven. <laughs> so delicious. Speaking of other things that our devoted our devoted listeners should try, should try. Yes. Let's have our. Let's uh, have our next. Yeah, our next segment. Our next segment. It's a little segment like uh, we like to call "You Got to Try This." You got to try this. Yeah. Right. And our first "You Got to Try This" was beer. Was beer? Yeah. Good enough. Yeah. So you got to try this. It's something uh, you know, <coughs> Pat. We did the first segment, the last episode. Uh, Pat brought in a great beer. We tried that. We drank it. It was from a uh, dancing gnome. Yeah, dancing, dancing gnome, gnome brewery. Yep, uh, brewery out in Pittsburgh. Uh, we tried that. So it's really anything you know that we want uh, the other one to try, whether it's a um, beer, a comic show, something like that. You know, and, and we also encourage all our listeners to uh, you know try these things as well if they can get their hands on it. So. With that in mind, right? You gotta try this. Uh, we were talking my favorite comic book, right? My favorite series, Hellblazer, uh, John Constantine, 
a morally ambiguous con man slash magician uh, navigates uh, uh, S- a bleak I, I feel world. like he's a slash PI too. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah, he definitely has that feel to him. You know what I mean? Maybe I think, a little bit more than con think, man. Yeah, I think he's more of an a, 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 an occult detective than a yeah, magician. an occult detective. Yeah, I for like sure. that. Yeah, that's like, really. I good. feel like that's what he is, right? Yeah, and um, but he, you know. He he often likes to use his wits rather than his actual magic, right? Uh, to to solve or account for a situation, right? right. Um, so one of my favorite writers of Hellblazer, uh, again, kind of gave my top three earlier. Uh, Warren Ellis is one of my favorite ones. Uh, I think he's got a style and a prose. And what I've really liked about the Vertigo Hellblazer runs of the of the nineties, um, right? Right is they there's a lot of great prose. There's a lot of like characterizing uh, um, like like it, it's written in the style of a book it's not really trying to get to the action which a lot of comic books do right, right? you know what I mean where there's 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 all this witty prose well and about- also he's not like he's not like the Incredible Hulk which he's is not the, punching shit he's not like I mean? a weird yeah. jacked up superhero he's really just like it's the occult detective yeah so there's going to be a lot more like Downtime. He's not really right. like smashing stuff. And there's so. more elements of like noir. Like when you think of right. like you know like yeah you know, like the it has this sort of and especially Warren Ellis right and and the, and the run that I'm I'm encouraging everybody to read is called uh, the Haunted or Haunted. It's a six issue run starting around episode or issue one thirty four. Well, you better not. You better nail that down. You can't. <coughs> nobody's gonna try it if they can't find it. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna nail it down right now. <laughs> I'm also I, I I see your mic stand is drooping down. I'm going to fix that a little bit, too. Oh, my mic stand is sad. <laughs> so sad. What are you going to do? But, yeah, so so this is a good thing. Um, you know, I think it's, it's good to get people into story arcs. And I think that there are so many high-quality story arcs out there to get, like, our listeners into. Yes. Um, that this is, and this is, a, this is a great one. This is not, like, when you think of, like, all-time best story arcs, right? This, this is, is one of my favorites. This Haunted is like is an obscure, is a more obscure one, right? Yeah. So like when you think of like story arcs, so like what do you think? Like um, Dark Phoenix Saga, right? right? So that's X-Men, Chris Claremont, yes. um, John Byrne, like that that time period. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of some other really good. Oh, the Garth Innes Punisher Max Oh, yeah, 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 that's fantastic. Really well, really yeah. well done. Yeah. Um, just stuff like that where like they have like, and then some... Um, <coughs> What's the other one? The Batman Hush. Yeah, Batman Hush is really good. Like Frank, Frank Miller's Daredevil. Frank, is really yeah, good. oh yeah, the Frank Miller Daredevil uh, run. Yeah, mm-hmm. like um, these are classic story arcs. Uh, I don't want to as much as I want to say the Neil Adams Batman stuff. I don't think it's his, it's not a story arc. No. So I mean, those are really issued like those. That was from an era where each issue was kind of its own. Right. You know, like maybe you had a story arc that went across two issues, yeah. right? But it was never like several issues. Like those issues resolved themselves. It was really in, just a change in, in, in like story writing and artwork that took it from some of the I guess late sixties, early seventies campy Batman into right. a more noir detective yes. brooding but Batman still, that at, everyone at loves. At the end of it at the end of the day those those issues were very serial-like as to where each issue tackled something, Batman solved it, right? And then, like, the last panel would be, like, something would happen, and that was the cliffhanger, right? right? So it wasn't necessarily, like, it wasn't an, an ongoing 
story arc that covered multiple issues, right? Right. It was like, here's, you know, I got to de- I defeat the Penguin, and then, like, last panel of that comic is, like, you know, the Joker's making a bomb or something. Right, right, right. And right, then right. the next comic it's like, about Yeah, that, it's like, a, like this epilogue, or, well, it's not even an epilogue, because that wouldn't, that's not really Right, it's a serial, works, it's yeah. a cliffhanger, yeah. right? You know, yeah. So tell, so tell these, tell these, Tell these twelve listeners. Yeah, right. Maybe all right. Maybe, all right. Maybe, if we're, if we're on like iTunes, 16. maybe we're up to like maybe 15, 16, 16 listeners. Yeah, right. Tell these tell these cats why this Warren Ellis run is Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's it's Hellblazer, it's uh issues one thirty four through one thirty nine. Okay. It's called Haunted. Uh, it's it, it's um it's 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 a really interesting story, right? So first of all, Warren Ellis has this amazing uh, style of prose, in my opinion. He's 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 a, he's an excellent writer, like along the lines of Neil Gaiman, uh, to where he's very descriptive, but he's also very um, good at uh, invoking emotion. Right? Uh, he's also Warren Ellis happens to be one of the more, I would say. Probably Garth Ennis is, is the most, but one of the more political or politically minded writers okay. of the Hellblazer series. You know, very, oh, I did get that from that very, issue. Yeah, very, yeah, 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 very like right on. You know, aware of Margaret Thatcher and the right. conservative movements in 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 the UK at the time, and, which is and, where which is where John Constantine comes from. Yes, he's, he's from, from the, the UK. He's from the UK. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Like that makes sense to like keep it topical. Yes, that that helps tie the right. listener to like the period. Right, right. And what I really like about this run is it's one of the more altruistic moments of Constantine, right, or uh, of this character, who who's presented with this issue. And I I, I won't you know do a lot of spoilers because I I do encourage people to actually go out and read the run, right, uh, where he's presented with this uh, this issue of of this girl, and and Constantine has this sort of st- everybody who gets involved with Constantine something bad happens to him they normally die right like it's just sort of this this stigmata that he carries around with him a lot of heroes have that yeah no for sure right and so like it's it's him you know he, he had he had a brief moment uh, uh, in time with this girl and like it's basically you know him trying to help her soul move on right right and uh, there's there's some really great references as you go through the series. Uh, it ties in, uh, you know, again since we have a lot of the occult and 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 and, and things like that in in the Hellblazer arc or in the in the Hellblazer comic, you have a lot of tie-ins to Aleister Crowley and things like that, um, <clears throat> which make it, uh, you know, again gives it a real world. Uh, oh, the tangerine this time. Thank you. Uh, gives it a real world aspect. That's what I always loved about Vertigo over DC um, and and Marvel to to a greater extent too, right? Like you know, Constantine lives in London. He doesn't live in a made up city, right? Right. And he visits New York and he visits Los Angeles. Yeah, but, it, well, uh, I mean, how many cities were really made up though? Like which which you had Gotham? Yeah. Oh, Metropolis. Metropolis yeah. Starling Coastal City. City. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, actually, now that we talk about it, DC is pretty much all fake cities. <laughs> yeah, DC is, is all fake cities. <laughs> and that was one of the things, like when Stan Lee was building Marvel, he's like, I want to do it in Manhattan. Right. right. That's why, like, Spider-Man's in Manhattan. Right. Yeah, so, like, yeah. So, uh, yeah. But that's one, one of the reasons why I always liked Vertigo, which was bought by DC, right? Like, these are real places. And, and, and I, I feel like in that, you know, not that I don't love Batman, and I, I, I which I do, I, I don't really care for Superman, right? Um, and, and we can always go into that. So if there was a Gotham, if Gotham was a city in the U.S., yeah, it's what's New C- York. Oh, and what is Metropolis then? I I feel like Metropolis is also New York. See, I thought I, I was thinking like maybe Gotham would be like a Chicago. I mean, it could be, but I, I feel like I feel like the 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 
the grandeur of 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 Gotham. I think yeah. it's a huge city. I think it's New York, like Metropolis. And I feel like Metropolis. Might just be, the definition is like yeah, but I feel like Metropolis could be L.A. But I always thought Starling City. I don't know what that was either. But I also thought Starling City was was L.A. Where where Green Arrow is from. Okay. Yeah, where Oliver Queen's from. Right, right, right. But but in any case, hold please. I always, I always I digress. I always like. Um, I felt like. Setting a character in a real place gave it an, uh, a, a greater sense of realism, right? Um, which is which is what I what I liked about it. So, Pat, I made you read the first episode of Haunted. I have the series uh, for you to take with you the rest of it, right? Nice. But I, I made you read the first uh, uh, issue of Haunted before we started this little bit here. Uh, just so you could get a little yeah, into yeah. Ellis's writing style and things yeah. like that. Yeah, I like the exposition. Like I'm always a big fan of like good dialogue, right? Because I think one of the things that that comes that that one of the things that makes comics and uh, and now uh, comic movies so kind of I don't know campy campy yeah is the is just this one-liner dialogue stuff the will smithism yes of comics and and comic movies <laughs> as i would call it you yeah <laughs> because because me and will smith he might be from he might be from west philadelphia born and raised but we're still i mean i i got this thing where I'm, i just can't i can't tolerate will smith in movies and stuff where his dialogue is all this one-liner garbage so, uh, so, and then some of it, to a lesser extent, is sometimes like the Joss Whedonification of dialogue, oh, where yeah. it's a lot of like right. funny zingers and and stuff. <laughs> but this was like different. We could, it was we could get to more of that in in our in our next segment. Nice, too, right? yeah. nice. So I like it. Um, it's interesting, and it's also you can see that like people are trying to connect him to this person. On a, I guess, a more personal level, and he's not having it. Yeah. And like, I like that he's like, you know, like he's not getting, he's not getting sucked into that personal level thing. It's, it's kind of like, there's something else there. Right. You know, it's just, this is a very random thing, and it happened to, and he's, he notices it, and he's like, I need to know more. It's yeah. that need to know, right? And it takes him down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And I like that. Um, but I, I definitely like the dialogue and how kind of aware they are of their surroundings. They don't make stuff up. Like there was, there were periods of time in like DC comics in the, in the mid eighties where they would like literally have like Ronald Reagan appearances in comics and stuff. Like here's Superman and Ronald Reagan. It's like they're, they're aware of where they are enough. Yes. That it helps to ground the character and make him relatable. Yep. They're not in this place I've never heard of. They're not in this city that I don't know anything about. He's, if you've been to England or if you've been to London specifically, you may be able to kind of like really relate. Yeah, for sure. You know? And I think that that's a good thing. So, um, it's pretty interesting. The artwork, I think could be a little better. Yeah, but Absolutely. Um, you, you don't always hit that home run of like, and this is why we go back to like that, that dark Phoenix saga, like, and then the Neil Adams stuff. If you have, if you can combine solid writing with really excellent artwork, sure, you can turn a series on its head. 
Like you right. can really you can really make a series more popular than it maybe it should be. Like the Frank Miller Daredevil stuff. Daredevil was not always the most popular character. No, for sure. But once and once you got Frank Miller involved and the Klaus Janssen Klaus, Klaus, Klaus Janssen, mm-hmm. his artwork was good enough that it helped really bring it really bring everything together. You know right. what I mean? And then the was was Garth was Garth Innes a writer? Or Garth Innes was a writer, and and on most did of he his do runs, artwork? No, most okay. of his runs, especially in Hellblazer and in Preacher as well. Right, it was all Steve Dillon. Okay, okay, yeah, uh, who who passed away last year? Rip Steve Dillon, uh, but Steve Dillon, um, man, twenty seventeen was so hard. Yeah, so hard. Yeah. I was looking at like, you know, because. You know we're out. We're coming out of the holidays, and so you hear like a lot of year end stuff, and they yeah. like everybody we lost. Man, yeah, we lost so many. Twenty sixteen was hard too. We lost like David Bowie in twenty sixteen. Was Bowie in twenty sixteen? I pretty yeah. I'm pretty I thought sure Bowie was, was the beginning of seventeen. He, uh, you know what? Yeah, it was January. Bowie and Prince were like the beginning of twenty seventeen. <laughs> but we yeah. lost. Yeah, but anyway, anyway. So I, I, I think it's, I, I like to see. I like also. Um, a comic that will, especially for like listeners who, for our listeners who may not know um, Hellblazer, yeah, to not know where the character can go, yes, is really interesting. Like Superman is pretty straightforward. Right. You know Superman, yeah, you right? know what he's gonna do. You know what he's, he's a fucking you know what he's capable guy, of. He, yeah, yeah right. exactly. He's like, there's no gray area. You know what he's gonna do. You know who he is. Right. All that stuff. Constantine is different. He's not the Doctor Strange of DC where yeah, he no, is like his whole shtick is magic. Right. He's kind of got this private eye thing to him yeah, a little bit where sure. he's just kind of like he uses contacts within the police department. Right. And, right. You know I'm calling I mean? in some favors. Right. I'm going to wear my trench coat and I'm going to hide in this alley and smoke a cigarette in the rain. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to. So I'm kind of like now. I'm like I'm. I'm kind of peaked. Like my interest is peaked. Like. What is he going to do? Where is this going to lead? Right. What is going to be like, what's the, what is the crescendo of this? How is this all right. going to, you know? And I, I think, like, and, and it'll be interesting. So the next episode, we can recap the story. But I think that, that the word crescendo is a great, because nice. I feel like the story really crescendos well. And I think, like, as, as you go through it, like, seeing what Ellis does to, like, craft this story right. is really great. And I really wish that either the... Um, so I, I think there's a lot of Constantine fans that kind of draw the line with the Keanu Reeves movie. I okay. don't I don't hate the Keanu Reeves movie. In fact, part of me really loves it. You know I have I mean? not seen the Keanu Reeves movie. Yeah, yeah, he de- he plays Constantine, Yeah, right? I still have not seen it. I have seen, apparently, most of the John Wick movies. Okay. Uh, it's like that, but like he's Constantine. It, yeah. It's like John Wick, you know what I mean? So like I get it for for somebody that's a straight purist. Like Constantine doesn't you know use a shotgun that's in the shape of a cross, right? Like that's not you know what I mean? like it's not that kind of shit. And it, it's a hundred percent not. But you know, Keanu Reeves has sort of this brooding aspect. I don't hate the movie, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't draw right. that line. Like right. Matt Ryan did a really good job on the TV show, but like the TV show. Also, lack, I feel like had the, problems in story, right? Oh, uh, yeah, but the the TV show to me was probably one of the best visual representations of the character. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And the acting was spot on, right? So it's like it's great that they really want to try to like 
keep that character in like the the DC Arrowverse that's on CW. That yeah, they, right, right, right. Like they really want to try to keep. And him he's around. really been doing great in those those uh, the Legends of Tomorrow. He's he's, right. he's got something coming in. Um, and Matt Ryan does a great job. I always wished in 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 either a movie or a TV show they did the haunted because I think it's such a personal story for John yeah and it's such it's such a humanizing thing like it, it would be really good like in the TV show they did do some stories from the comics right they kind of did follow a few arcs like the whole uh well fucking look at, look at the Vikings um sorry guys it's we're for, also for, for our listeners we're, we're also watching playoff football because <laughs> yeah. it's January right so yeah. there is lots of football on so we're, we're we're this is happening in real time yeah I mean this show basically could be called like geeks who also like sports or yeah. like, you know what I mean like yeah. um but yeah so the jacks of all trades but masters of none yeah right exactly I don't know oh fuck I was cutting up Fresnos and I just rubbed my eyes oh <laughs> so this is the this is the as as a chili connoisseur like I am the number I one my hands th- no yeah. you need you need to get the latex gloves yeah for sure I'm telling you you need like medical grade latex gloves and I usually keep a box of them in the house because one, if I do any kind of weird cleaning, like if I got to clean the toilet, it happens, people. It happens. You got to clean the toilet. Oh, scrub you have it. To, get your sure. hands in there. Put the gloves on. But anytime I make chili, and I got to do anything with the peppers, you've got to have the gloves on, man. I'm uh, telling I know. You. I really should have. And I've as a guy, as a guy with it. contact lenses, it's way worse for me. Right. I've had moments. I've had these like gotcha moments where I've, I have like tried to take my contact lens out. After having made chili and not done enough to wash my hands, and I'm like literally on the floor, just like losing my mind, like crying. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm freaking out because I'm touching my eye. It's burning. I don't know what to do, so I'm touching at it still, and it's burn. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what else to do, so I'm like touching at it. It's burning, right? Like my eyes burning, and I want to rub it more, but that's only gonna make it. It's only gonna make it worse. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So I, I didn't mean to derail the conversation. No, no, no. I just see you know, fucked up my eye, but I did just fuck up my eye. So it's good. I mean, like on I think on on this podcast we're probably gonna touch on lots and lots of comic stuff. Yes. Not a lot, not everything, but we are gonna touch on comic stuff, and I think that it's good that this run is not a very like commonplace run of comics yep. so like people are going to really get into it because it's not something they've they've heard of and maybe they might buy into the character and his his style and his I think it's a good introduction to the character right and uh, because it's not too over the top it's not too crazy right uh, Warren Ellis I you know again I think has a really a familiar writing style like you read yeah. Warren Ellis and you're like okay I get what he's trying to say right, right, right. you know what I mean right um, so yeah I, I highly recommend I think you gotta try this a haunted con- Hellblazer 134 through 139. Um, you can pick up the the individual uh, comics, f- f- butt cheap. Yeah, and, I mean they're like you know. Two oh yeah, so I was gonna bucks. ask. Yeah, like for 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 our listeners, this is not in this is not in a trade. No, this I don't I don't believe haunted is in a trade. You could always look. Um, so it might be in a trade paperback volume where you can buy it like in one shot. Sins is, but I don't yeah. think. I don't but this think is probably something you might need to buy a couple is. of comic books. Right, you know, or CDRs not, or something. But yeah. I mean, they're they're like one to three bucks an issue, so it's six comics. You're, right, right, right. You're looking at most spending nice. ten bucks. Nice. So yeah. do we, do we take breaks on this show? Do we? 
Do we have? You know, we, do we have take, to pay any bills. We don't have to pay any bills on this show, right? But like, we could take a break where we pause it and then just come back. What? Right. So like, can you do that? Yeah, for sure. We, That's a thing. We, we got all sorts of shit, right? Fifteen episodes but, in, you think I would have recognized yeah, right, that right. by now? But like, you know, you want to hit the head or something like that? We could absolutely do that. Well, I just thought we would take a quick break, let our listeners kind of, uh, you know, just kind of stew on that. That hellblazery goodness. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't then, mind stretching my legs and maybe taking a pee. Yeah, because so. we're gonna come back and 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 sh- look, shit's gonna get real. Yeah. Our our mixed media moment. We're known for the mixed media moment. Yeah. And uh, we are gonna cover one of the things that is near and dear to our hearts, which is uh, Star Wars. Yeah, so this episode is our review of The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. Right. So and I, um, I know it's been out for weeks. We saw it a long time ago. It's the first time we got together to record, so we're going to But this is good it. because it's it's well-timed. Our listeners, hopefully, if you guys are nerdy like us, you've, you've already seen, seen this movie, yeah. so, so you already have, have your own opinion, right. and you know you're gonna hear ours, and then you know take it for what it is. Yeah. But it's 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 serious. Yeah, for sure. We're gonna get real in a minute. Yep. Because none of this stuff has apparently been real. This has all been fake up until now. Fake news. After we get back, it's gonna be real. Yep. And uh, we're gonna get into some Star Wars. Hundred percent. So, all right. Well, let's take a break and. If there's if there's a commercial break, there's a commercial break. If there's not a break, there's just this weird pause, and then we'll be right back. A weird pause. I'll probably I'll probably do some like music <laughs> in post production, right? Yeah, you know I mean, love it, love Maybe it. Maybe I'll do like you know the Star Wars uh, fanfare. Love it. Yeah. Really All right, right do it. We'll be right back. Right. It'll be like two seconds. <laughs> Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Luke Skywalker was just a farm boy until he received a mysterious message from a princess. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. She's beautiful. Star Wars, starring Mark Hamill. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Harrison Ford. Conversation anyway. Whoa, we're gonna get property. I think we took a wrong turn. Kerry Fisher. Alec Guinness. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. 20th Century Fox presents the most extraordinary motion picture of all time: Star Wars. Here's where the fun begins. No legendary adventure of the past could be as exciting as this romance of the future. Here they come. May the Force be with you in Star Wars. All right, everybody, we came back and we're still drinking and it's been so long. It's been like three light years. Yes. Yeah. Since we left, and here we are again. Yeah. It's been parsnips. So now it's time for one of our infamous mixed media moments. It is a mixed media moment. Uh, movies, movies, TVs, books, books and stuff, radio and stuff, and, and, and we do some and things with music, music and everything. This and fake true. ass song. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh well. Sorry. <laughs> we're working on that, Trump. people. Yeah. We're really, we're really working on this theme, right? Yeah. The the mixed media moment theme is going to get good someday. At some point. At some point, we yeah. will have something. 
Um, perhaps my my new band will record. That's a, right. Bears that, have hearts. That's right. A shoegazing blues rendition. Yeah. Yes, provided to you by Bears Have Hearts. Bears Have Hearts. Is that what you call it? <laughs> yeah. Bears Have Hearts. Bears Have Hearts. That's the band. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with good. it. All right. So, anyways, but but getting back to it, <laughs> we're talking about Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Yeah. Anyways, so I and and we we probably have to. It would be better if we would like we should do like a vlog next time because you like to go see these movies as soon as they come out. I'm 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 day one, and I abhor going to the crowded movie theater. Hey, but my company did a we they rented out a movie tavern. What? Yeah, it was pretty. So it was just I went and saw it with uh, people I work with. That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Why went? Why can't my company do stuff like that? Because well, yeah, my company has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of employees. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's a different story. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think we're almost up to three hundred people now. Well, I saw that uh, friend of the show, Vaz Gavoda. Vaz Vagoda. Vaz Vagoda. Yeah. Shots to Vaz. Um, was like saying you guys were hiring some more yep always there yeah good stuff shit's going on there so anyway so you see it right away (laughs) i usually see it later on i think that i when i see it thanksgiving day i think i saw it on thanksgiving no that was justice league i'm really not good at when i saw stuff oh right i saw it like could have been thanksgiving day because no no it was after christmas yeah it was like the day before or after christmas i went and saw it um so our perspectives are different. Like I've already seen, I've already seen like reviews, website reviews yeah, and sure. articles about sure. it and how there's like a hubbub and you right. went in with no hubbub. I went in with no hubbub other than the fact that I was fucking excited to see this right. movie. Right. Because it's star Wars and it's, it's pretty much, I mean my, my entire life. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, I know. So, uh, I don't know. Um, Almost brother-in-law Ted, shots to Ted, uh, and his and a friend of his, Phil. They didn't watch even any of the trailers or commercials or anything. So like they went in like okay. as open-minded as humanly possible. Okay. So like that's an even like more extreme way to go. Sure. Right. But like you've seen the trailers, right? We've oh, yeah, seen of course. The trailers, Saw the yeah. trailers. Was really pumped on it. Was like, really hoping to extrapolate, you know, some of the theories. Was out I of- the only one that thought that like it was really good to have this? I think it was the the last trailer that came out. Um, there was one with Ray, and you see her. You see her with a lightsaber, and there's the Imperial guards on each side of her. Yeah. Like was they? Was I the only one that was like super geek that they showed that because of just how like. 50 50 that could have been yeah for sure yeah like, did she turn to the dark side Yeah, right because you have all this stuff and you know the, this juxtaposition in the trailers with uh this this relationship between kylo ren and ray what relationship I, well i i mean and they touch upon it in the movie for sure you know what i mean like so um let's just let's just fucking elephant in the room cat out of the bag whatever you want to say i fucking did not like this movie i i'm i am on the on the side of uh, Last Jedi, not good. Not yeah, a good movie and so anymore. and I so retroactively, not I guess retroactively, but in hindsight, um, 
The Force Awakens was like we were double geeked when it came out, just because it was just like it, it hit all the right feels. Sure, yeah. In our childhood, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And yeah, later on, I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? You know, it was good. Yeah. It wasn't glorious or anything like that, but it was it was pretty good. Yeah. I I feel like that is still better than this movie. Hundred percent. Force Awakens blows um, the Last Jedi out of the fucking. Way. I I was not super excited about this movie at the end like i was just kind of like like there were times was i i there were there were points in in this movie where i think i was actually like gesticulating wildly like what the f-? you know what i mean yeah, like, like what just, the fuck is going you know what on i mean i just i couldn't and, get and, it um what's what's his name ryan uh um, ryan johnson ryan johnson the yeah. director of the movie you know was talking about taking star wars to new areas and helping it grow and, and and to what i can appreciate that right but you don't disregard canon in right, order right, to right. do that right? right right like and that's fucking bullshit right like so it first really started so let's just fucking let, let's talk about what what the plot of the movie is right the plot of the movie is fucking oj simpson and al collins in a slow car chase right it really 60% is 60 percent of the movie is a fucking low speed car chase right it Right, yeah. and then, and then you have. Let's talk about fucking some of our favorite characters, Finn, and he goes off with the new. Is character, Finn Rose. now one of our favorite characters? I don't know if he is or if he isn't. Right, not after this movie, as far as I'm concerned, because sixty percent of the movie is a low speed car chase. Thirty percent of the movie is this espionage James Bond level type bullshit. No, it, what? Star Wars Casino Royale? Star Wars Casino Star Royale. Star Wars Casino Royale. That serves no point. It was It so... serves no point. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. No, and then they try to add on, they add on all this extra unnecessary stuff with Benicio Del Toro oh. about, like, here's an extra generic. Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Let me, here's an extra, here's an extra point that is not going to help anything, but it's barely going to help tie together Star Wars Casino Royale. And then, did somebody tell me that they were going to try and make a movie or a comic book on that character? On the barely... fucking Benicio del Toro. Yes, 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 yes. I think they're going like, to make a comic it's, it's, about it's it. A, it's a fucking the the whole time. I'm like, why are you trusting Benicio del Toro? Why you just, are you trusting? You met Benicio this skeezy guy at a casino place. Oh yeah, because you were conscripted <laughs> into the Imperial Guard and you were a grunt forever and then finally you got woke and then you left and ran away and this is like a couple of weeks after you ran away. Right. And so you've had no exposure to the real world really. You've just been indoctrinated into this Imperial garbage. And then you go to a casino. You go to like Monaco. It's like the Monaco of the Star Wars universe. What it is, it's, 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 um, in Casino Royale, was it? Did he go? Is that the one where he goes to the casino in Macau, or is I, that no? That's in Skyfall. Okay. Yeah, he goes to the. Then where was that casino? Then in uh. In 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 Casino Royale, I believe it's in Monte Carlo. Okay, it's right? Mon- it's always in Monte Carlo. Yeah, yeah right. Of course. In in Skyfall, he's trying to track down uh, Javier Vadum. Yeah. Who who is a much better Benicio del Toro, in my opinion, Javier Vadum. Yeah, surprisingly, <laughs> not. I mean, actually, now you now that you mention it, yeah. I mean, I really like. What a catch! I really like. This is a great. Uh, first quarter interception by yeah. uh, Minnesota Vikings. I don't even know who it is. Sam yeah. Sneed. I don't know whatever Schlenko his name is. Whatever. or something. Uh, but anyway, great, great, great falling down 
interception. Yeah. Um, about 40 yards down the line. But the, the, the main point about the casinos and everything, it serves no purpose no. to the story. It, it serves was just, no purpose yeah. to the story. So what they did was, to, in order to move Star Wars as a franchise forward right is they got rid of everything that fucking made this the 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 franchise to begin with so now the force is fucking cheapened right so let's talk about leia right they fucking kylo ren can't pull the trigger to kill his mother which i i'm, I'm like okay that's cool that's a humanizing aspect to kylo ren right, right which is what you want yeah and which is which is cool right it's the conflict within him right mm-hmm. and then so he can't pull the trigger but the dudes flying with him does and okay Leia, the, the bridge is destroyed. Admiral fucking Akbar dies, right? And then yeah, Leia- yeah. Oh no! So this is this is a little known thing that gets me super hot. You killed off Admiral Akbar, just mm. like that. Yes, just and like then that. Fucking um, what's her name from Jurassic Park, right? Right. What what's her name? Laura Dern. Laura Dern, right? Laura Dern. She gets to fucking go out in the blaze of glory. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. Of all the ways to go. Right. Fucking let Akbar go out in that. You know what I mean? It's not. Uh, he's a fucking Star yeah. Wars legend. And and I'll, and I'll, and and that part right there, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on into it in a minute. But we should we should go get back to the Leia thing. So oh, yeah. So you can't. So she. So they blow out a cockpit the... and she's frozen and immediately floating in space. Yes. Which is literally as far as things go, one of the worst ways to die. To die. But what a great ending for that character. It shows the fucking uh, conflicting nature of Kylo Ren. Right. That's the send-off that that character deserves. Which oh, one? Leia? Leia. Yeah. yeah. All right. I mean, for sure. Like, her son kills her. I would rather I would rather Leia pull the Akbar and go out in a blaze of glory, because that would be Leia. Yeah, no. Very sure. rebellious. I, I agree. So, but Akbar or, or Leia. The fact that... Just the fact that there's this... This is... This is this is what cheapens the force. The fact that there are two things that have cheapened the force. And unfortunately, both of them are coming from these female characters. Whatever. Although there's a third thing that cheapens the force right. as well. There will be, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's a Luke Skywalker thing. Cause it's not. It's, it's, is it Snoke? No, it's okay. a rando. Okay. So <laughs> she's never, ever, ever... Really, as far as we know, exhibited any real source, any real sense of the ability to use, use or the manipulate force. or or to even sense the force. She's had connections. She's from had connections Luke. from other people. Yes, but that's it. Yeah, that's it. Right. And then so so she this person who's never ever used the force in any meaningful way. So as her body is freezing, right, right. In, in the depths of space, she reaches her hand out, and I think, oh wow, this is a great moment where she's like reaching and out to Kylo. And her hand freezes out. And yeah, right. Like she's like you know, kind of you know, trying to, to still interact with, with Kylo, her son, with her son, right? Yeah. But no, she's using the force. To pull herself back on the ship, and she's floating through space in this, you know, this immaculate gown, right? Because she's Princess Leia, right? Um, and I, I was reminded of of the another Disney movie. I believe it's a Disney movie, a movie starring Bette Midler called Hocus Pocus. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. She looked like fucking Bette Midler in Hocus Pocus, floating through space. Yeah. So apparently, she has. Not only enough force power, power, you know, force sensitivity and, and understanding of the force to move physical matter, right, which is herself, yeah, but also to stave off death. Yeah, yeah, enough. you really are. You're really, you're really slowing. Now I don't know how much the icy cold depths of space 
have to play with that, right? right? In slowing your body's physical response to things down, like sure. death. Um, but all of a sudden, and so there's so many things that happen, and then they manage, and then they open the doors, and then they bring her in, and she's right. In I think you in space, like somebody might want to look at. I think you would die pretty much instantly because it's a. Vacuum. It's very quickly. It's a vacuum. Yeah. Right? It's incredibly like you fast. Pretty much employed. Right. Implode. Right. 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 So it's it's just these things don't happen. I thought the freezing thing would have been good enough, but no, there was this the so that was not so there she uses the force and she saves herself princess leia yeah. who's never used the force in her entire life who's never been trained as a jedi right does an amazing fucking feat of, right of of of, right. of 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 not only you know again staving off death but moving herself a long distance yeah through space back into projecting the projecting your hall. you're really you're you're literally <laughs> projecting yourself yes you're pushing pulling yourself through space because you have no you're 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 floating away from something at, right. in space which means it's really just your momentum you're reversing moment and you're just pulling your, I, I just yeah. I don't know that was I mean that that part of the movie uh, I, I was sitting next to uh, a good friend and co-worker of mine Nick Sarnacki and we both looked at each other like what the fuck is going oh, on oh yeah I bet you I bet you Nick had like oh. nothing good to say about any of that no no that that part was really horrible um, so let's just while we're on the topic of the force let's keep a, a couple of other things that really bothered me uh, about the force right, right. The, the, the one of the main things one of the main canon points of Star Wars right um at the very end of the movie, just so, you know, in a very Disney-esque method, Ryan Johnson could tell us that we're all heroes on the inside, right? Like, we can all be Jedis. The little kid. Oh! The little <laughs> kid in the fucking stable, right? Uh, like, like, he's, he's got a I didn't even see that part, to be honest. He, I totally missed that part. Like, I don't think I really... I was... At this point, I was, I, was, I was pretty... Like, I wasn't angry, right? This is at the end of the movie. I wasn't angry, but I was really let down. I was kind of, like, trying to come to terms with, like, what, what I'd just seen, you know, trying trying to make some sense of it to, to this franchise that I love that just kind of got shat on. Um, right. And then this little kid, this fucking little kid that looks like a fucking cast member of the Newsies, right? You know what I mean? He's just poor and destitute. just reaches his hand out and fucking force pulls a broom to him so he can start sweeping. What the motherfuck? Is going on? Yeah, I mean, like, I was, I was pretty disillusioned yeah, so, with yeah, like midichlorians and all that shit. Like, right, yeah, right, that right. was pretty horrible. But I, you but, know, I, I appreciate that you made tried to make a very bad scientific explanation of what the force is. It's like that thing where we want to try to explain how things like magic work. Right, right, for sure. In some sort of a scientific sense, to give people some sort of a heart, a, a basis that they can understand. Right. That doesn't rely on just the faith of something that. You know, whatever. Yeah, some some yeah. religious militant group. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So I, I that that wasn't a thing to me that as much as like I don't know. So here's the other thing that I, I wasn't a super fan of, and I know that people are like, I think a lot of people want to look at the hyper feminist plotline as like this big thing, but I think the people who are kind of more purist about the 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 canon. It's the it's how you utilize and treat certain things that are kind of integral to the 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 story, right? Right. So here's this girl Ray. Yep. She spends her entire life on was it Jakku? Yeah. 
this planet full of junk. Yeah. Where she's probably had a very, very, very minimal uh, exposure to the outside universe. Yep. And Force Away, or Last Jedi is what? A couple of weeks to maybe a couple of months past The Force Awakens? Yeah, I mean, well, no. I mean, it's to the minute past it, right? Is it really? Yeah. It, I don't know. I, I, I'm... Well, because she's still standing on the mountain trying to hand the lights up. Oh, she is. Yeah, okay, okay. Right? And to which point, again, this it's is because they fucking start, it's... Star Wars. This isn't a Mel Brooks movie. Luke grabs his father's lightsaber. I know oh, that. And then chucks it over his shoulder like it's nothing. Yeah. The 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 some of the fuck you, Ryan. Some Johnson. of the Luke Skywalker moments were things. So that that's a that's a segue. So that that as a as a cocky Skywalker moment is kind of like too meta. Like you're too. I don't know. It's just it's too much for me. The other one, the the Luke brushing his shoulder off part. Oh my god! I did some Jedi so, stuff. I'm gonna brush my shoulder off. It's so, I'm so hip. It's the fucking. It's the one liner, right? Yeah. It's the fucking Will Smith. It's the Will Smith yes. of the the Star Wars universe. It's like so. Not I don't good. Yeah, I don't. It's not that. I just don't care. I don't. I I, I just don't want to see that kind of like. You're tr- you're trying to make it hipper than it really needs to be. It doesn't need to be so hip. Right. And the one aspect of that I really liked about that they then they just did fucking nothing with, okay? We'll, we'll get back to Ray and and, right. and and her lineage in yeah, a second, yeah. right? Because that's fucking bullshit as well. But there's a point where um, Ray's angry with Luke, right? So she's attacking him with her staff, and mm-hmm. Luke has a stick, and he is handily not breaking an effort, no effort whatsoever, defeating her, right? Like dodging all of her attacks, parrying her attacks, right? Not striking her back, but easily. Keep in mind that so so in her defense or in his defense, keep in mind that she's not a trained fighter. No, but so that's, she would be incredibly reckless. And Luke is has had a lot of Jedi training, so he should be able to just kind of and, do that. And I think no, and I agree okay, with okay. it. He's a fucking Jedi master. Yeah, right. He is a Jedi master. He is a fucking warrior. In, in the continuity of Star Wars. Luke Skywalker, the character, may be the all-time Jedi of all-time Jedis. Yes. In his impact on that entire universe. Right. So my <laughs> my question is, or my my annoyance is, he Luke Skywalker is also a fucking hero, right? Like Luke Skywalker as a character is not going to shut himself off from the force. Well, I don't think he is. He's I also seen a lot of he's also seen a lot of people that he cares about die. But he hasn't cuz he's been on a fucking island, yeah. right? Well, like now, he, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean he he saw he saw Anakin the, you he don't saw know, Vader die. No one knows no one knows in the continuity of this theatrical universe what has transpired since return of the jedi no, and for sure. force awakens so you don't know if anything anything can anything canon has happened right and if anything <clears throat> canon has happened he's had a there's been a lot going on in luke skywalker's no, for world sure, but you know? I, I, they didn't bring any of that up and then like the other thing is i don't like i don't feel like luke even if he was if he was afraid of um Ben Solo's 
potential or I'm I'm not thinking he's going to draw his lightsaber. Right. He's not going to turn. That is not yeah. who that character yeah, yeah. is. Yeah. No, like, that's I, not that who I Luke agree. Skywalker that is. I agree with. It is not a Luke Skywalker thing right. to try to assassinate right. a child who is your sister's He's your nephew. He's your nephew. He's your sister's child who you kiss, which is weird, but whatever. We didn't know. We right. get it. Sure. But the the treatment of Luke it, it in this garbage. in this is is not good. It's kind of garbagey. Um, Ooh, they're saying no. I the bet. whole thing, the whole thing that I had a problem with with Ray is like, if this if this movie is bang, and it makes it even worse. If the if the movie is bang bang, yep. Force Awakens, Last Jedi. Here's this girl who grew up on a planet of junk, yep. who never knew who her parents were, yep. who never did anything with anybody. Right. right? She just scrounged around, um, touches the ground, down. comes He's loose. Down. No, no, it touches, it comes loose when he touches the ground. Oh, the okay. ball yeah, forces. Yeah, 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 it was a very difficult catch <laughs> for pretty boy Floyd, whoever this guy is from the Vikings. But when the ball touched the ground, <laughs> when he landed, yeah, it yeah, bobbled right. loose. Not a not a catch. It's one of the first legit things, and they didn't even look at it too often. Great. The the thing is that she spent the, she's had this limited exposure to, to the world and she's on this island telling Luke how she could turn these are her words right. how you could turn oh, Kylo, Kylo uh, back back yeah you don't know anything about anything right. you've spent your entire teenage life right scrapping parts and junking stuff and not knowing much about not knowing that much about the outside world right and now all of a sudden you know enough about the jedi that right. you're talking about well, see, turning a jedi right back, to me that back is back to the life you're, but see but but at that point it still makes sense right because obviously she has some sort of special connection mm. to the force right that she that her that perhaps her lineage like like where Kylo is a, is a, is a what lineage? prodigy. The lineage that they shit all over later on in the movie. That's the point, right? Like that's the part that really sucks because they build up who is this character Ray who's fucking strong enough in the well, force. Well, I, I think I think you'll I think you may see that that they just because he says that she's nothing, but doesn't see, mean that he knows anything. Right, but at that point, Kylo has nothing to gain. Right. From lying to her at that point. But he, maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he right. just doesn't know. No. Well, I mean, it could have been uh, perhaps Snoke was misguiding him. Oh, wait, Snoke apparently is not that fucking strong with anything because Kylo's able to mind trick him and, and fucking cutting him down with his with the lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the treatment of Rey's lineage, the treatment of, of, of Luke, and the treatment of fucking Snoke are fucking shameful. Well, so... It's bad story. I would want to see... I would want to see... other instances in... In the movies, where you see someone try to do something slightly deceptive to Darth Vader or the Emperor or somebody like that, and they pick it out, right? And and show me that you have all of that awareness, or is it just that you can draw someone in enough to the human drama that it distracts them from something so subtle? I I, I think a, a perfect. Um... And I think a perfect example of that is in Return of the Jedi, is in the throne room, where the Emperor is baiting Luke to take his lightsaber and strike him down. Right. Knowing full well, even though Vader has already mentioned that, the Emperor has mentioned that Luke's strong enough 
to to take him out and they could rule the galaxy as father and son, right? Maybe killing an unarmed man could be possibly what, you know... Drives you to the dark right, side. Right, right. Of course. But Vader's there to save him. Like, the Emperor had... Save him from what? What do you mean save who? The, save the Emperor or save when Luke? When Luke takes his lightsaber and right. strikes at the, at, at the Emperor, right? Vader's there with his... Sa- like, right. the Emperor had no hesitation in baiting Luke to do that. Right. Right? Right. Not thinking, you know, not maybe even even though he could have maybe sensed uh, the some of the conflict in Vader. Right? Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't fooled. You know what right. I mean? Right. And 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 you don't you don't learn enough about Snoke. And I think we all want to know just because he's a super powerful Jedi, right, or something. We all want to know. Like we want to see that. Yeah, he's right? not a Sith. They 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 right. clearly say that he's so. Not there's a Sith. no. Oh, did they? All right. So it it was just it's these kinds of things where they try to be too cool for school. Yes. That really is what and then like the whole you know like feminism. Yeah. Boss Pagoda, it's for you. Yeah. No look, I'm okay with Ray being a strong character. I think it's awesome. I loved Ray in the first movie. You I don't need I don't need a contrived character with purple hair to be like yeah, look at Durham. me yeah i'm super strong i'm a woman you already have that she's called mon mothma right you have a literal you have a, the embodiment of a of strong women all that stuff in a character who's already in, in the continuity yeah from mon mothma to princess leia to even maze from the the, the last movie right that's right. that's her, that's that but that. but mon mothma in continuity is up right up there with Princess Leia as far as the most strong female characters in this universe sure. that dates back 35 40 years so like we don't need this new character who's super annoying and argues with the cocky jet fighter who could be like this rebellion this great rebellion character right because I don't need you to create a fake character for me when you you already have Mon Mothma. Where is right. I've got Akbar, but I don't have Mothma. Yeah, and and the other thing is like that. Whole, is that too much to ask? I want Mon Mothma in a movie. Is yeah. that too much to ask people? Well, she was in Rogue One. I know. Yeah, that's why I'm saying. And Rogue One, <laughs> and, right? Like these are all. Th- it's just I, I. And then the other thing is. Um, how the fuck did the first story? I mean, that from a political landscape standpoint, that shit happened really quickly. What's that? Fucking the first order yeah. taking over everything right. to where now this is a resistance or a rebellion, right? Yeah. Like when I did mean, that happen? Yeah, like when did that happen? Because in the first movie, they were still building the first order, right? Like some of it was hidden and all of this and yada yada yada. You know what I mean? Right. And now, like you know, they were really rebuilding that that branch, right? And and to where. our listeners are calling these are our listeners our listeners are calling the show we've got a call in that's your phone that's not my phone I don't have a phone oh no that's um that's my phone on my computer see that is just (sighs) that is technology right there that is technology I just feel like there were there were so many there are so many things that just were really annoying. Like you could have done better knowing putting, 
the weight and the burden of the Star Wars franchise, you should have tried maybe a little harder. Right? Yes. Like, I get the feeling that this is the first movie that Ryan Johnson's ever produced or directed or anything. Because you just see how kind of mediocre the whole thing is. Like, this, they get the First Order is ahead of the, the, the Rebels the entire way. Every step oh, yeah. of the way, they know where they're going. They have this new technology. They're going to this place. They've got this laser. They're going to punch a hole through this door that has no back door, and you're going to get stuck, and all blah, 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 oh, blah. It's, yeah. it's just all this stuff, and it's like... I'm looking up what else It's a slow-speed you know, chase, and I, it's that's what really bothered me was that kind of stuff, and I don't know, the throwaway weird character that was with... Um, Chewbacca on the ship. I don't. What, oh, those porgs. Yeah, the porgs. Those things are fucking horrible. I, I don't. They have. They seriously just tossed one into uh, a a trailer, and everybody lost their minds. And then they had pretty much no impact on the movie because, of course, they wouldn't. How would they? How would they? Now Chewbacca is a um vegetarian for some reason. So he directed what? Looper. Whatever. Yeah. Um, a movie called Brick that I've never heard of. I mean, and Looper wasn't even that good. No, it was horrible. I guess maybe he did something with Breaking Bad? Maybe. But that's... Terriers? That's probably my issue, is that, like, there's all these things continuity-wise and, and so where you just, like, things that really should be basic tenant for you... Like these are the tenants. You follow these tenants. You'll you'll make a good enough Star Wars movie where you'll make a billion dollars. You know what I mean? The movie was trash. I mean, it was. I I you know I, I walked out of there and I was like maybe it's a six. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah. At, I'm at like no, three, no, I'm with you. I feel like I was like five, five, six, five, somewhere in that range. I'm down to like a three, five. Yeah, now. I really wasn't happy with it. Like, I I don't need you to create fake characters for me. I don't need you to casually throw away characters right so like you create this generic character out of out of thin air you casually throw away admiral akbar who's a hilarious it's a trap it's, a trap. it's literally a the meme about yeah, yeah I mean, it's literally one of the best lines in the entire nine yes. movies yes and you just totally throw it away so and, and then there's just like these weird things that are just oh oh uh Rose, what's her name? Yeah. Rose, my sister died in the opening part of this movie. Yeah. And I just interjected myself into the Casino Royale MacGuffin, whatever. Yeah, and I, like, I'm supposed to care about that? Yeah. But I'm supposed to not care yeah. about Admiral Akbar. Do you know who you're talking to? Like, oh, Do you know they're gonna, who your fucking audience is? There's this laser, and they're going to shoot it into this doorway, and it's going to blow up this the only way in or out of this place. And, and so Finn's like, well... I'm going to sacrifice myself to make sure they don't do that. All right, that's cool. And then she stops him. Right. We don't blow up that stuff. You mean like, we don't kill the things that we love. Or we don't kill the things that we hate. Right. You mean like the first two Death Stars? Yeah, right. Right? Duh. And then, and you it's know. Like, and, and to your point, how is there such a fucking technological divide between the First Order and the Resistance? Right. Yeah, I mean, like, how how did that happen? In 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 between episodes one, two, and three to four, five, and six, right? There's 18 years, right? Right. That makes sense. It's not a week. So, um, 
Yeah, episode eight. Not not in my top. Now, um, uh, you know, I almost would rather have the fucking intergalactic uh, C-SPAN that was the Phantom Menace, right? Like if they could have just somehow got rid of Jar Jar and and the annoying kid, I would have watched two and a half hours of fucking political debate just political rallies yeah, right in their little 100%, they're just yeah. discussing like, oh look it's the ets it's a, it's a fucking et yeah. right there what do they have to say yeah right yeah what do they have to say about the state of universal yeah, affairs right right yeah let's talk about this uh this uh trade embargo right they're trying to get going yeah, it, over over on this planet I've never i'm sorry of. and it doesn't it doesn't make me feel better about the last movie and the reason why because at the end of the end of all of that i was going to be given darth maul and like and the, and, the, and that was awesome. I will say um, the lightsaber duel between um, Kylo Ren and Rey versus the Imperial uh, Guards. Yeah, they're, that they're, was pretty nice. Samurais. That was pretty nice. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I was a little disappointed that the music during that scene was not a little bit more epic. Right. Like you know what I mean. And and that scene wasn't a little longer. You right. know what I mean. Like because when you think about Phantom Menace and you think about like Duel of the Fates. Right, like it's such. A it's idea. clearly one of the best parts of that entire movie. Hundred percent. Right. Yeah. I mean, it would have been if better if they were the fighting. Like, if they were fighting Snoke. Yeah. Think of how boss that would have been. Uh, would, they, you know, it's it's a little oh, yeah. weird, but yeah. but but just but that would have been like if you're going to do this thing where you're going to try to have some sort of a bond between them to see them overcome together. Yes. This Jedi Master. Would have been pretty cool, but instead you see them telepathically fake communicating, and one of them's got his shirt off. Yeah, yeah, it's hashtag weird. me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I I don't know. Actually, I take it back. That's probably gonna get uh, get in trouble with like one of Man, the fifteen you're, listeners. Your woke status is this eleven. Episode. I'm woke by eleven. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I. They've done they've done it's a real poor showing and. I think it sets up badly for the last movie. And then the way that they treat Luke at the end, like I put so much effort into this force, this astral force projection that I'm dying and now I'm dead. Right. What? But Leia can survive the vacuum of space. Right. All of a sudden. Yes. With no All training. of a sudden. And he has to, like, I thought, like, <sighs> I thought it was gonna be like a doctor who regeneration, but he just died, and I was like, "What?" He just threw his. And now a question I don't remember. Uh, uh, but it is. I mean, look. It, as far as Jedi go, it is somewhat difficult to physically project yourself a light, light. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a light year away. Yeah. No. For there sure. are parts of some of and the... to make himself solid in some states where right. he where he's passable. Interacted. Yes. Where like a Jedi yeah. is like, I think you're a person I'm gonna have no, to fight. No, he handed the golden. Dice to Leia. Oh you yeah, physically yeah. passed an yeah. object, like right. Which again, I don't remember those golden dice. No. In were there golden dice? Oh, that's what he takes from. The I know, but Falcon. were there golden dice? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like now I have to that's, rewatch. That's, I have to rewatch four, five, and six, right? But I don't remember there being. And it's like if there were, I mean, of all the things I have to rewatch, four, five, and six of the Star Wars trilogy is not the worst thing. In is the world. not the yeah, and it, 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 why they even call it a trilogy is whatever, but. Yeah. Those four movies, like to have to rewatch those, aces, baby. Yeah, yeah, aces. absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, I just yeah, at this point, Star Wars, Disney, what you fucking owe me to make up for this is an Obi Wan movie starring you and McGregor, right? That's what you owe me, right? After you know about all about his fucking, uh, you know, exile if they want, you know, what, if Disney wanted to make just 
tanker trucks full of money. Yeah. Just just oodles of money. You do like you do stuff from the literary continuity and you take like the Admiral Thrawn stuff. Sure. And you do like the Sith stuff. Dark you, Empire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you do all this stuff where <coughs> where they're in time periods where you don't impact anything that has happened, right? Like there was a ton that has that happens, you know, inside and outside of like Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and stuff. Now Admiral Thrawn is different. Admiral Thrawn is like sure. just after Jedi, and it's like the, what happens right after Jedi, where Luke is becoming more and more powerful, and where they're like he and this other guy are literally just kind of manipulating starfighters and combat. Be- oh, nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's parts of this these this book series where they're like actually impacting how effectively these starfighter units work, which is pretty kick-ass. Yeah, no, that's pretty yeah. So to project yourself and then die, all right, whatever, I get it. Yeah, no, but, no. I mean, I'm not I'm not But there's so much there's so much content that you could make movies out of. I don't need a young Lando movie. I maybe I don't need a young Han movie. Right. Or what but if you want to do that, cool. If you want to do stuff that that is going to that will allow you to yeah, but create the universe like that's the, that's the whole point. The universe is so expansive. Right. You know what I mean? Why have a one-off? Right. I'm going to have this Han Solo one-off. Cool. If you mess it up, everybody's going to hate you and you have this blank slate that is all this other content that right. you could you that is super Jedi and super awesome. What about the old republic? Right. You know what I mean? Like that shit is fucking awesome. And there's I mean? so much stuff that you could touch on that you don't have to ruin right. how I feel about Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker and Admiral Akbar. And right. Mon Mothma and all these characters by like just shitting all over them. Right. You could do me. You could do better. Right. I will. I will say, if 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 you ever have the time, um, you know the show Parks Parks and Recreation. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a decent show, but fine. There's an episode where they're trying to pass some some, some fucking whatever, you know, ordinance, right? And Patton Oswalt is a, is a citizen who's filibustering by pitching. His Star script Wars for Episode Nine or Episode uh, Episode Seven, nice. right? Uh, for the Force Awakens, and it is fucking amazing. Nice. It is. It is the funniest fucking thing, and like, it, he he combines both the Star Wars and the Marvel universe, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but just the way. And uh, and I'm gonna show this to you when we're done here, right? Just because it's fucking great. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like that would have been a way better movie than, uh, The Last Jedi. So, um, from me, thumbs down on The Last Jedi. I mean, it's worth seeing if you're a Star Wars fan. If you're a Star Wars fan and you haven't seen this movie, I, I hope the surgery went well. Welcome out of the, welcome Welcome out of your coma. Welcome out of your coma, right? Uh, but I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, you've seen this movie. Uh, already, and I'm I'm sure some some of you uh, may have liked it, and uh, and and that's fine, that's fine, I get that, uh, but for me it's a thumbs down. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean if if I'm doing just straight thumbs up and down, I'm I'm kind of down on this one, and it's just because of the way they treat certain things. Like, I I 
I don't mind that you have like a bunch of strong female characters and they're putting a bunch of males in their place. That's cool, but right. you already have characters that you can do that with. And and for me, like and Mon Mothma is that character. Or and if you're gonna, to the story. yeah, like make it yeah. relevant. Like don't I don't need the weird Rose love story that has no place in this. And they they just went. It's like they went on a weekend getaway. Yeah, it's like okay, so Finn and Rose now that could be a thing, and Poe and Ray and and how is Poe and Ray a thing? How is Poe and Ray a thing? They met one time. Right. There was an introduction and maybe in this Kylo movie. Kylo and Ray, and I don't fucking know, and I yeah. don't care. There's not going to be a Kylo and Ray thing. Yeah. For right. God's sake, I hope not. Yeah. Right. It just, it just, yeah. So. Yeah, movie sucks. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to do anything necessarily groundbreaking, but don't, or don't try not to shit all over. The and actual fuck, and fuck trying to get Pokemon involved with the Porgs, yeah, and those Crystal Foxes, right? Like fuck you with that too, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's just it, it's fucking weak. Ryan Johnson, you suck. Well, look, I I like that I like that people try to add texture to a universe, right? Yeah. It's not just like here's the view from space. It's like he and and remember we're we're in the universe where there's all sorts of aliens and yeah, all sorts. No, of, sure. Like I like that they have that stuff. It's just that. I don't know. I, I didn't I, care. I, 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 think I, think the, I think the people just took the porgs out of context because they saw some trailers, and that's really just kind of how it worked. They really had zero effect on the movie. No, they no, but it no was impact at all. Lame. So it was just something for people to think was was cute. Yeah, that's not Jar Jar. It's fucking lame. But yeah, um, I'm sorry. I just I didn't like it, and I hope that they do better. And um, I don't know where you go from here, really. <sighs> no, I don't know. There's uh, still gonna be. Uh, there's still gonna be. Bunch of spinoff movies and episode nine still. Yeah. J.J. Uh, Abrams taking the helm back from Ryan Johnson. So there's still a First Order-ish, and there's still a rebellion of something. Yeah. Somewhere. So I don't know. Oh, you know what I really hated? Was the fucking forced Disney humor when Poe is trying to talk to General fucking Ginger, right? right? Where he's like, yeah, can I speak to General? Uh, uh, no, I'll hold. No, I'll hold. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, this is him. So... I'm sorry, I'll hold. Yeah, uh, just whatever you can get him. Uh, yeah, 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 like that was so fucking bad. That was um, the yeah, I mean it was amusing, but like in the context, I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. I mean, I get it. He's a smartass. Whatever. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I just I don't like. No know. one's ever heard that joke before. Right. It, it, it's not boring conversation anyway. Yeah, I get you it. It's a mean? galaxy far, far away. It's like but when, when Han blasts the fucking thing and he's like, boring conversation anyway. Look, we're going to have some company. You know yeah. I mean? Like, that was great. Yeah, I mean, right. you know, just small chemical reactor leak. Yeah, I mean, right. you know, we're fine. We're all, we're all fine down here. How are you? How are you? Yeah. yeah right? Like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. This was not That's that very much. off the cuff. This is just kind of like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they could have done better with it and they didn't. And then, so don't, don't shit on what exists, and don't add unnecessary extra stuff. And, and let's face it, Disney, I'm not fucking Anne Rand here, but everybody's not special. Everybody doesn't get the Force. Right. Yeah. Right. There's been enough in this story to believe that there could be no more Force. Right. And we'd be okay with it. And I get the love thing, too, but you don't need to force that on me either. Yeah. That's not a real thing. So, I don't know. Whatever. So, we got to go. It is We've had a great is. show. Yeah. 
Um, we're glad, uh, iTunes that you could finally join us and maybe Stitcher and, 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 you know, whoever else wants to hear this, we're glad yeah, that you yeah, can join us. Yeah, we're going to have a bunch of different formats. Again. Yeah. If you want to get at us, uh, uh, it is from the outside looking in podcast at Gmail. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you hit us up on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook's we're on the, the Facebook. best way to get a, a, get a hold of us. We're totally up in the face space. That's really where that's, that's where we're also at. Right. Um, we're on the I SoundCloud like as some, well. Yeah. We're on SoundCloud as well. I feel like at some point. We're going to be like, hit us up on Facebook, and that's going to be like saying, hit us up on MySpace. Yeah. Like, go to my MySpace page. Yeah, go to right? my MySpace page. <laughs> go to our MySpace page, and that'll be really cool. Yeah. And we're going to create a song that you can't turn off. Like, you have to hear it when you get there. You can't fix it. <laughs> that was great. Right? So, oh, so yeah. So, check MySpace. us out there, and we'll have some more stuff for you uh, from remote locations. Yeah. And, uh, you know, peace out. Yeah, peace. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for dropping in. Thanks for hanging out with us. And remember, we are the hosts you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, always let the Wookiee win. Always let the Wookiee win. Always let the Wookiee win. Bye. Bye. Bye.